Bring me shelter, I will not harm you. Bring me shelter, please. Bring me shelter, I will not harm you. I would shelter you. People would do anything for their families. It could happen to anyone anytime. Somebody in France, somebody in England basically sat down with a ruler and just drew lines on maps. There are many different ethnic and religious groups that have been divided across borders and this has caused a significant amount of conflict. There are a lot of people who need safety. It is really cruel for a country like Australia to have policies that are focused only on pushing people away. What we're seeing is a number of people that remain in a state of limbo. And when non-sustainable land use combines with climate change, the crisis of refugees... I wasn't able to go and play with children. I had to go and really be an adult from a very young age. I think that's something that a lot of migrant children can relate to. Really, it was a dream for me to reunite with my family. I was just praying and hoping that that day will come one day. I think it's very important for people to understand that people have their own dreams as well and they're wanting to change the world with everybody else. Refugee Radio, 855 AM, 3CR. I want to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land who we are broadcasting from, the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation, and respect the elders past, present and emerging and their ongoing struggle. This week on Refugee Radio, we are listening to part of the launch of Our Pursuit of Happiness from Road to Refuge and Supporting Partners. We're going to be listening to the introduction and also the stories from the women who are part of the project. This was launched earlier in the year, in July, so it's easy to get some updates through Road to Refuge as well on other projects that they're doing. Hi everyone, um, thank you all for coming to the launch of Our Pursuit of Happiness. My name is Janine, I'm the Director of Road to Refuge and I will be your MC this afternoon. Before we begin, I would like to start by acknowledging the traditional owners of the land on which we meet on today. I'm in Nam, otherwise known as Melbourne, on Wurundjeri country of the Kulin Nations. I would like to acknowledge elders, past and present, and acknowledge that sovereignty has never been ceded and a treaty was never signed. I would also like to acknowledge any Aboriginal or Torres Strait Islander people joining us today. As refugees, when we arrive in this country, it is important to know that we are arriving on the stolen lands of First Nations people and that they are the only people who can welcome us to this country. As storytellers, it's important to centre Aboriginal sovereignty in our storytelling. They were the original storytellers on this land. Our Pursuit of Happiness is a collection of photos and stories by women who have sought refuge in Australia. The project is a between between Road to Refuge and the Brotherhood of St. Lawrence. The project came about in January 2020 when women involved in the Brotherhood of St. Lawrence's programs identified that having hope and their tireless pursuit of happiness is what empowered them along their journeys to Australia. The project aimed to enable refugee women to share their stories in an attempt to provide hope for many other refugee women as well as challenge preconceived ideas within the broader Australian community. This afternoon, we'll be hearing excerpts from the stories that feature in the ebook. 
It's now my pleasure to introduce the storytellers. Um, the ebook link has been posted in the chat, so you should be able to click it um, to have a look at some of the photos as the women are speaking um, to those photos um, in, in their kind of um, mini speeches. Um, first up, we have Laylee, um, whose beautiful artwork you would have seen right at the start of the event. Um, last week, I asked each of the storytellers to send me through a bio or introduction on how they would like to be introduced. Um, and they sent me their bios in the first person and I thought about changing them into the third person, um, but I've decided not to change their words. So I'll be reading them out as they were sent to me. My name is Laylee and I'm 42 years old. I have three children, including one stepdaughter. I live with my three children, my partner and our two cats. If I wanted to describe my life in a few words, I would consider the words unusual and adventurous. I arrived in Australia by boat in July 2013. At the time, my daughter was eight and a half years old. When we first arrived, I could only speak a little bit of English. After my daughter, Viana went to kindergarten, I started to learn English. This was from 2017. I just finished my certificate four in spoken and written English last month. I also have a certificate three in dental assisting and worked in the industry last year. Although I'm a dental assistant, I'm also a woman, a partner, a mother, a doctor, a counselor, a chef, a tailor, a hairdresser, a painter, and many other things. My roles in life are changing every moment. If I fail, I cry, but I still give it my all and do not give up. Instead, I continue to live a beautiful life with more confidence and hope each time. I then smile at my past failures. Please welcome Laylee, who will read out an excerpt from her story in Our Pursuit of Happiness. Good afternoon, everyone. This is Laylee. I would like to share with you my short stories. This story about my dad. My dad was a very calm and very kind person in my life. He was very familiar baker in this small city. Everyone knows him because he was very supportive and very kind with everyone. If I want to talk about my father, exactly, he is very kind, very strong, very happy, and very calm. He wants to help the poor families. These are my childhood memories. This photo is of Viana and my father. He wanted to stay with her for last minutes before we left. This was the, the last time I saw him. I hugged him, I kissed him. I had a real hope that I would see him after two or three years, but we were still waiting for our visa, like seven years. Last year, he, la he passed away. This is my second story, Viana's first birthday. We arrived Australia in July 2013 by boat. Soon, we were close to November, which was Viana's birthday. It was her first birthday. I and I was came to have a picture of her on her first birthday, and it was against the law to have any pictures of themselves or detainees like us. I wrote a request, talked to a responsible officer but my request 
was rejected. I sent a request to my case officer and rejection again. They all had one word. It's against the law. You should have no picture or video of yourself while you are in detention. I insisted more and more and kept crying in my lonely time. Why I can't have why I can't have a picture of my daughter on her first birthday. I didn't want to show any sign of disappointment. I wanted my daughter to have a picture of her first birthday to look at when she is grown up. I kept insisting till one day one of the officers came to our room telling us to be ready for tomorrow afternoon because we are going to take a picture, pictures of you and your kids. I was so happy. I thought I was dreaming. It was the only reason to be happy in a long time. I closed the door, bent on my knees and thanked God saying, it all happens because of you. And you are one who can make every dream true. It was then that all kids were allowed to have a picture of their birthday and that made me even more happy. That I initiated a reason for everybody to be happy. I had lots of ups and downs in my life and I will have in future too, but I never stopped fighting for my fight rights. If I fall, I can stand on my feet again stronger. My friends, trust yourselves and God who is always with you. This is just a little part of my life. Thank you for your listening and your attention. Thanks so much, Leili. Next, I would like to introduce Samim. Samim's story will be read out by Brotherhood of St. Lawrence staff member and project team member, Marina. Hi, my name is Samim and I arrived in Australia in 2013. When I arrived here, I had no idea or vision about how my life would look and I didn't know how and where to start. I finally feel like I've been able to build my career and life from scratch. I'm now working for a large financial institution, I'm studying and live an independent life. I'm happy to be able to share my story with the hope of being a voice for asylum seekers. Please welcome Marina, who will be reading an excerpt from Simim's story. Hi everyone, this is part of Samim's story. I was about to finish my bachelor's in Iran. I studied for three and a half years before I was expelled from the university. I have been involved in protests against the regime, which was the reason why they did that, because I was an activist. After the chance to study was taken away from me, I was not able to apply for a better position in the company I worked for and take my professional and personal life on the next level. Suddenly, I ended up with nothing. I had nothing to look forward to. When I first arrived in Australia, I was scared. 
I didn't feel welcome. It was an entirely new environment and culture for me. I was struggling to integrate into the community and I was feeling isolated. The stress I was exposed to leaving my country has affected my health and I had to undergo surgery. I felt very lonely and broken emotionally. At the start, I didn't have work rights in Australia. Still, after I got my work rights and recovered from the surgery, I immediately started looking for a job to be able to survive. It was hard for me to find a job. The employers were asking for qualifications and work experience in Australia. I was in limbo. When I share my story, people are either scared of by my past or they're inspired by my present. My goal is to educate people, to ask them to listen, to try to understand that us, the asylum seekers, we have no choice but to leave our countries, to seek our basic human rights, such as the right to education and the freedom of expression. Thank you. Thanks so much, Marina. Next, I would like to introduce Huda. Huda's story will be read out by Brotherhood of St. Lawrence staff member and project team member, Binaz. My name is Huda and I'm 35 years old. I'm very happy to be a mother of two beautiful girls. One is age 10 and one is age 15 years old. We have had a very challenging past. I'm very happy to be studying at the moment. I wanna be a nurse or a teacher because it gives me great joy to help others. I hope I'm able to find a job in the future. I enjoy the company of my friends and family when I'm around them. I feel alive. I also feel like my inner child is still active. Please welcome Binaz, who will read an excerpt from Huda's story. Hello, everybody. This is part of Huda's story. This jewelry set means our wishes and our memories, which we left in our home. Nobody can understand how we are feeling except God. I brought one luggage back from my home. This set was one of the few things I brought with me, which I was wearing while I was in the sea for five days. This is why this set holds my good and happy memories from my home and the bad and terrifying feeling I experienced out in the sea. In the sea, we were crying and praying to God. Thank you. Thanks, Binaz. Finally, I would like to introduce Zainab. Hi, my name is Zainab. I'm a wife, a mother, a grandmother, and a friend to many. I left my country, Iran, 32 years ago and have not been able to return. I have six sisters and three brothers. My eldest brother unfortunately passed away last year. My mother is still in Iran and she prays for my return home. I have many nieces and nephews that I've not yet met. Many of them have even gotten married and had children, and, I, and I've missed out on getting to know them. I'm very happy that we came to Australia many years ago. I tried very hard to learn the English language and support myself and my family. I'm grateful for the opportunities I've had to study, and I'm proud to work for such a supportive organisation. I feel safe, comfortable, and have the privilege to support people like myself. I'm currently working at the Brotherhood of St. Lawrence and am able to support families who have had similar experiences to me. Please welcome Zainab. Hello everyone. This is my part of my story. Arriving at Melbourne Telemarine Airport with two and a half years old daughter. 
no one to assist us. We didn't know what to do or where to go. My husband asked airport police. An official got us a taxi. We didn't know how, where to. Finally arriving at the big hostel in Springwell, where they were centering library English classes. We stayed eight months. We did not go anywhere else. Six months later, we were told to find a house to rent by ourselves. We did not know what, what to do. We had not used bank cards or shopping shop outside of the hostel. Over one month, we were refused many houses because of visa and no references. A friend from Kurdish Association helped. At two months pregnant, I lost my baby. The Kurdish Association helped. They put their name on the contract. We had our own place to live. Thank you for listening. And thank you for everyone who support and make this happen. Thank you. Thanks so much, Zainab. Zainab has been so pivotal in getting this project off the ground and we're very, we've all been very lucky and blessed to work with you. So thank you. So thank you all very much for joining us today. Um, as I mentioned, the book is now live on the Road to Refuge website and will be live on the Brotherhood of St. Lawrence website too. We um, encourage you all to read the ebook um, and to circulate it to your friends and families, especially to those who may not have heard a refugee story before. As you've all heard this afternoon, and as will become increasingly apparent when you read the stories in the ebook, each of these stories is unique. Refugee experiences are varied and diverse. As Lely beautifully wrote in her introduction, there are so many different aspects to our identities, and for too long we've all been painted with a single broad brush that doesn't do any of our identities or any of our stories justice. At the end of the ebook, you will find a list of other refugee stories that we recommend you read. The, there are countless refugee narratives out there that have been written by us, for us. Finally, I would like to thank some people who without which this project would not have been possible. The project team, Zainab, Karen, Marina, Binaz, Aisha and Jessica. Our supporters, Meredith, Melinda, Dara, Lejeune, Tyrone, Clea and other supporters from within Roach Refuge and the Brotherhood of St. Lawrence. Most importantly, I would like to thank the storytellers. I'm sure I speak for the rest of us when I say that it's been an absolute honour and privilege working with you to bring your vision to life. You remind the rest of us why we continue to do this work. Hi, this is Rafiv Ziada and you're listening to 3CR Pro-Palestinian Happily Proud Radio. You're listening to 3CR Community Radio, 855 AM. Visit the 3CR website at 3cr.org.au forward slash podcast to hear the most recent recording from each show or 3cr.org.au forward slash streaming to listen live. So you're listening to our Pursuit of Happiness book launch with Road to Refuge and you can look up more information on roadtorefuge.com. We're also starting the Pathways to Advocacy project later on in October. So the project is a half-day series of free online workshops that build the storytelling capacity of refugees who have been impacted by COVID-19. So the project aims to empower current, emerging and future refugee storytellers 
with the knowledge and understanding to shape their stories. You can apply now through roadtorefuge.com and look up Pathways to Advocacy. Hi, this is Rafiv Ziada and you're listening to 3CR Pro-Palestinian Happily Proud Radio. So you're listening to Refugee Radio on 3CR. We're now going to be playing some tracks from Farhad Bandesh. He's a Kurdish refugee who's had been locked up on Manus Island, also in the Mantra Hotel and now currently in Maita Detention Centre. This track called The Cruel Policy was released in July this year, which was the seven year anniversary of Farhad arriving on Christmas Island and then with Prime Minister Kevin Rudd declaring that no one who arrived by boat would ever be settled in Australia or would be processed on shore. So we'll listen to now that track with Cruel Policy.
So you're back on Refugee Radio and we're nearly finished for today. Also just an update, if you weren't aware, we played a podcast the other week about phones being banned in detention centres with a bill trying to go through Parliament, which didn't succeed, which is awesome, so people still have access to their phones. So now we're going to finish with a song also by Farhad Bandesh with a big exhale. Just be free.
的。